Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith Furnace with your boy Pete. My lad Mo, heavy hitters out here. Heavy hitters out here. Out here, out here. Heavy hitters. It's uh, hey. apropos that my man's wearing a real t shirt. Hey, come on, come on. One of the heaviest hitters. Uh, do you know what? I wore the tea and I was like, if they had a Ryu with a, with a darker skin, yeah. With a darker hue, it would have been yeah. a madness. Yeah, you know? he's looking a bit Caucasian still. Um, but they did they, the the boxer done. Oh, okay. wasn't he Barrow. Brazilian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Barrow no, was American. No, yeah, Amer- okay. African American, yeah. But he was. He wasn't. He wasn't too wavy. Still, obviously, Ryu hold, holds the space that no one can yeah. really touch. Barrow, I felt like they tried to base him on uh, Tyson. Tyson, yeah, but yeah, didn't yeah, quite yeah. work out. Yeah, because quite a few of their characters they based around different people. So was, who's your favorite? Me? Just out of interest, um, of the Street Fighter series at least. Ah, that's a good question. You know, um, I think Blanca. Yeah, Blanca. That's a wavy one. Yeah, yeah, I think Blanca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stereotypically, mine is Ryu. I just liked. Uh, I, I like the whole. Bushido thing, um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, wandering yeah. fighter, all of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Robert, Robert couldn't make it. Um, he has slightly higher priority issues mm. to do, be dealing with. So uh, we'll, we 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 graciously allow you know him like to you know like slack off like a chicken. Oh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're here and. Uh, Guess we'll start with sorry, not sorry. Yes, sir. One for Even one, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's let's go for it. Do you want to go first? Um, you could go first if you've got one ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got if one not, I can. Still. Okay, yeah, yeah. Carry on. Carry so on. my my question is, um, yeah. how would you address the um, love yourself, develop self love? Um, movement, mm. if I can call it a movement, but yeah, how, how would you from a from a, I mean, you could agree, you could disagree, you could have caveats, you could have like cautions, but how would you speak into that? The whole love yourself sort of dynamic and yeah. things that seem to be quite rampant right now. Mm. So, I guess I, I might be somewhat removed from culture, um, but is the love yourself movement the you know, take care of yourself, take yeah, a break. Yeah, yeah. Um, the self-care, self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. Go to the yeah. spa, all of that jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- okay, so I guess I agree with it to an extent. Mm. Um, the extent being where it moves from sort of maintenance or even, you know, or even taking care of yourself, being gracious to yourself where it moves from that to being indulgent of your every desire. Mm. So I am taking care of myself. I'm going to sleep all day because that's what I feel like I need. And so Mm. I'm just going to sleep at some point. It's not, well, did you really need to sleep till three o'clock in the afternoon or were you just being indulgent of your desire to be lazy that particular Mm. day? You know, and I, I think, um, that's not okay and again i think there's that there's a school of thought that would suggest yeah that's fine you know you want to be lazy be lazy it's your choice you know do whatever i i don't agree with that i think there i think there's value in sort of sometimes not sometimes but there's value in having uh in, in having certain standards um and in trying to live up to those standards Mm. even when it's not necessarily entirely comfortable mm. to do so so yeah yeah take care of yourself and i think there's a the, the extent to which i agree with it i think is biblical if our bodies if our lives are gifts mm. from god you mm-hmm. know then in your desire to steward that gift properly 
you will take care of it. So you will take care yeah. of your body. You'll be mindful of your mental state and how it affects mm. what you're doing. You'll be mindful of what you're putting into your body. Um, you will take care of it because you see it, not necessarily just as whatever. You see it as a gift from God. Mm. You see it as something he's given you. And so yes, there are, there's to a certain extent, you, you'd want to be respectful of that and you'd want to treat that with care. But I think it, where it overlaps into indulgence and and um and and, and a lack of discipline a lack of thing yeah. where, where it becomes anything that is that makes me uncomfortable i'm avoiding mm. then you're going down the territory of uh what was the, is it a preacher in ecclesiastes who says you know he denied himself nothing yeah and gave himself every single desire that he wanted and came out the other side it's like it's all a chasing after the wind yeah. vanity of vanities you know so that's the extent to which i agree with it take care of yourself be respectful of the body god has given you mm. treat it as such steward it well yeah. but where it's where it delves into that indulgence and giving yourself every desire and having no discipline no self-control mm. i disagree no i like that i like that yeah because when you first started describing i was like it very much sounds like retaining a sense of discipline mm. um, and self-control which biblically is a fruit of the spirit and mm. so if you're indulging and not actually exercising self-control and some sort of restraint then then there's almost this argument of maturity mm. um and also argument of is, is this actually healthy um yeah and i i really enjoyed you describing it as stewardship um because sometimes we can think about steward in ministry steward in family steward in finances steward in whatever but how we actually steward in the physical bodies that god has given yeah. us the minds that god has given us like emotionally mentally physically spiritually how are we stewarding this this temple that the holy spirit exactly. dwells within how are we doing that um and god is equally as concerned about that as he is about how we're stewarding our tithes or whatever, um, which may seem more spiritual than, oh, I just want to take a nap. And the thing that I find very fascinating as well is that in, in Kings and Chronicles, it actually says that the kings took naps. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, like there's there's biblical reference for taking naps. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, it's it becomes it becomes literally being 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 aware of what you need and being aware of what you need and doing what you need to carry on doing what you need to do that's mm. really bad but you've got a car that makes sense it needs fuel it needs to you know you can't let the car all the time it needs to cool down it needs yeah. to you know so yeah, taking a nap mm. is a very very practical way to do so and, and yeah all of those things but yeah yeah cool Cool. Um, all right, my, my question. So this, I think we've we've touched on before way, way, way back. Just it's randomly come up again. Um, so if extraterrestrial life does exist, if it does exist, mm-hmm. how does that do your understanding of and relationship with God? If, if extraterrestrial life does exist, I don't mm. think it changes my relationship with God in any way, shape or form. Okay. Um, fundamentally because Christ became human. Mm. And so I understand that his salvation applies to humanity mm. um, as I currently understand it. Mm. Um, based on the Bible that I am currently reading, I don't know what Bible the next man is reading, but <laughs> there's, no, there's no like... These days. You know, like that... There could be mm. one man getting revelation from some next angel trying mm. to concoct another Bible. But um, there's no real mention of um, salvation for another world, another cosmos, mm. another planet. Mm. Um, and so the scope of the Bible is very much for this earthly life. Um, so, well, for, the, for, this, um, for this world. I would say for this earthly life, but for this world. Um, and so I don't think the presence of aliens changes that. It will raise questions, 
mm. as to what state are they are they in are they sinless have they have they succumbed to the same issues that we have um if they are if they have sinned then what what does redemption look like for them is there redemption mm. for them if they haven't sinned then i'll be like yo so what's the difference between us and them um in terms of their adam and eve didn't sin and so how does that actually flesh out um so i think it raises questions more so than altering the nature of the relationship i think the relationship remains the same um because the death burial and resurrection of christ still applies um equally as as if uh, effectively um now as it does if if i find out there's there's aliens mm-hmm. yeah, fair enough that's and that's that's interesting because that's that suddenly gives me a different answer altogether mm. just just that that when you said christ became human it was it for me because we 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 know Christ existed, we know He walked yeah. the earth, yeah, um, and we know that He fits so many different prophecies that we can archaeologically prove were written long before yeah. He lived that He is who He says He is. That aside, the fact that He became human to me elevates human beings above all other created animals. Mm. And when you said that, it, it suddenly just hit me: Why does extraterrestrial life not have to be any other animal? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so all of a sudden it's just like, oh, actually, this is not as hard a question as I thought it was. Mm. Because if God created, we 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 believe God created this earth and he creates the universe, why couldn't he create animals on other universes? Yeah. And maybe they have language, maybe they have uh technology, whatever. There's nothing to say that they aren't just another creation of God. In the yeah. same way as the angels were another creation of yeah. God. Um, which, which, and so they don't. Yeah, now go for it. No, I was just going to say they don't, they don't disprove God because he doesn't necessarily say in the Bible that there aren't any other. Yeah. Like he doesn't say that. But then, as you said, the scope of the Bible and the purpose for which it was given is somewhat limited to our earthly, our earthly realm yeah. and our earthly existence. And as much as it's of benefit to us, it's not a science book. It's a book trying to convey a message of God's love and salvation yeah. for us. So, yeah, no, that's actually, that's that's a very good answer. That's a very good answer. That, that changed my answer as well, which is mm. quite good. I think it, it, hearing your answer as well, you're picking up on, you mentioning humans, um, just made me almost wonder if, and again, this this may be egotistical, but um, the Bible almost presents humanity as the pinnacle of God's creations, mm. where mm. angels don't get redemption, mm. but humanity does. Yeah. Um, and so, almost wondering, like, yo, does that does that extend to other planets? If there is life there, mm. is humanity still the pinnacle of God's creation? Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because pinnacle which I agree with, but doesn't necessarily mean the most powerful or the most advanced no, or the no. most, because yeah. the Bible also says we are made a little lower than angels. Yeah. So it would not then be surprising that there would be, or there could be, if there is, beings that are more advanced than we are, more yeah. powerful than we are, more yeah. stronger than we are. What yeah. we are is we are created in the image of God, yeah. specifically, so, so specifically that Christ came in a form like ours and that's what creates that that's what's to make that's that's what makes us unique that's that's dope that actually i don't know i'm getting hyped about that but yeah i I really like that answer i really like that that's that's it's 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 um it's not common that you get an answer that changes yours Mm. that makes sense Mm -hmm. that that was really good because the default is to say why couldn't it and you know i i still think it could very well be but why couldn't it be a demon presenting yeah, as such yeah. you know if he yeah. can take on the appearance of an angel of light he can take on whatever appearance he wants um so why couldn't it be that why couldn't it be the devil trying another avenue to draw people away from god um but i think i prefer i prefer that i prefer how it links with christ and christ taking on the form of humanity and mm. what that means for humanity than anything else so that's dope 
Cool. That was a good story in that story, I think. It was. It, it was. wasn't even that long. Nah. <laughs> on the Ryu flex, us man don't hey. beat around the bush. No like see, that. See, when you don't have the extra, you know, randomness. Great heavy hitters. Just, mm. I feel bad insulting Robert because he's actually got a good reason for not being here. Um, but yeah, cool. Right, so, uh, moving on to what we're going to talk about. I I was when 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 Robert well I I knew from my I think last Sunday that Robert probably wouldn't be able to make it um but I haven't felt pushed to sort of look for a topic per se mm. and I think part of the reason for that was I was just wanting to sort of just talk about how we're navigating life now you know mm. both of us are dads you've got yeah. to um for whatever Three. reason uh, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason in my head I keep I keep thinking there's another one coming Potentially. there you go Potentially. nothing yet but yeah yeah well yeah I've I've got the one um for now uh where we're both sort of I think getting on in our creative stuff like mm. You know, finding our lanes and doing our doing our things, um, and and progressing. And it was just sort of how how are we how are you finding that? How are you navigating life now with all the new things that's you know coming in coming your way? Especially considering, you know, we had a way of doing things before, yeah. And whether intentionally or not, we've sort of been forced into doing things differently. Yeah. How are you navigating with all of that? That's, that's actually a really fascinating topic because, like, I have been really wrestling with that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more so because I've been thinking about what I want to leave to my children. When you say leave, do you mean physically or in terms of legacy or in terms of inheritance? Like in terms of like inheritance. Leave? It's more so my like mind, material, my, yeah, like material inheritance. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really challenged me towards how am I raising them to be able to manage this? Okay. How am I raising them in order to to be? And then it's, it's challenging me from the perspective of I can leave these material things with them, but how am I investing in them emotionally and spiritually? So thinking about the material inheritance has reached into the relational aspects that draws in everything that I am into this. Um, so yeah, it's it's been really challenging, especially with my eldest, mm. because she doesn't live with me. Um, and I, I'm, I'm essentially just like picking her up at the other side and having phone calls with her throughout the week. Um, I'm realizing that like I want to be more involved, I want to be more connected. It's mm-hmm. going to require more of me and demand more of me. And it's just almost like almost like putting myself in a position where it's like, yeah, this this is what I want. So this is what I'm going to work towards. Mm-hmm. Um without trying to impose it on her, but just open the door and pray that she's receptive to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it's shaped having thought about that has tied into a lot of things just thinking around both what I do and why I do it um so with my creative outlets I'm really fortunate to be able to be making somewhat of a living through it where my work in writing and scribes is very much around visual storytelling so I'm utilizing photography I'm utilizing the editing skills I'm utilizing the graphic design stuff um, which is giving me room to grow and to like develop these skills, um, to learn from other people and to draw on the expertise of other people as well. So it isn't just all on me. Um, and helping me kind of find and create my own lane, but realizing that I was just churning out stuff without really realizing why I was doing this or like what was my main driver. Mm. Um, so yeah, over the past week, there's been a real almost like a soul searching to be like, yo, like what, 
what is my motivation? Like, why am I doing these things? And it stems from, again, inheritance. What am I leaving with my children? What do I have to offer my children? Mm. Um, and it's affecting everything. So yeah, it, it's quite, quite recently, there has been a real challenge along the lines of um, what I have to offer. Mm. But in terms of practically, I'm really fortunate to be in a position where I am engaged creatively. I am engaged in work which utilizes both my creativity and and like my mind um, strategically, mm. um, which I'm really fortunate for. But still allows room for like um, service in the church, um, family time, and stuff like that because it's it's our own it's our own company. So everything is really flexible in that way. But yeah, I think it's it's developed in that firstly time. Mm. <clears throat> Before I was married, I had all the time in the world. This is the thing. This is the thing like, we didn't realize. Um, yeah. I had all the time. Like I could wake up whenever I didn't have to. It's not so much checking in with anyone, but there are other schedules that are working in in conjunction with each other now mm. and so being mindful of what's happening within the wider family um before i got mad fam, i can just wake up go to the gym come back if my mom's cooked or not i'll still get something to eat mm. um go to work like do, do whatever like my time was mine but now it's like yo i need to make if i want to go to the gym i need to make sure i wake up before the family does yeah yeah so that i can get in come back home yeah. and start the day with them um, I mean, with, with that in mind, for maybe some of the maybe younger listeners, I guess, who might not be married, might not be, you know, as have their time dictated by other factors, mm. what would you do differently if, if you were, if you were suddenly plunged back in that body of yours from before you were married, um, with the knowledge you have now, what would you do differently with, with your time? Because that is that one unique asset yeah. that we all have but that um we can never sort of get back yeah so, so what yeah. would you do differently do you know if, if this this may sound backwards or whatever but if if i was flung back in time with the knowledge that i had right now um i don't think i would have done things differently i think i would i would enjoy that season a lot more mm. enjoy the fact that i can lay in and be like, wow. yo, like, you know, like that, like, yeah. I could wake up at 12 and mm. this, this is it. Like I get a whole night's sleep, yo, I can do this. Cause I think, um, and actually no, the, the one thing, the one thing that I would, um, the one piece of advice that I would give myself is not to be in a rush. Mm. Um, and it isn't not to be in a rush to achieve anything in particular, because I feel like things happen at the time that they're supposed to have happened. But I place this invisible pressure on myself to have life figured out or to do X or to do Y um, without realizing that life is unfolding. Mm. And each day adds to that unfolding, each encounter, each, each scenario adds to that unfolding. And life is still unfolding. Um, and so everything that I have been through has added to the unfolding of my life, mm. um, where God has brought me to this place where he's revealed certain things. And the revelation has come on, off the back of what I have been through, which mm. have made them resonate all the more now. And that's why I said I wouldn't do things differently, because I feel like I needed to go through what I went through to be who I am. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. But if I went back with the knowledge, so I am who I am now, mm. but back mm. then, then I would almost, um, there'll be certain things that I wouldn't do. Mm. But I know that if I didn't do them, it would have a catastrophic impact on the trajectory of my life. So I, I may not be mm. who I am right now. Mm. Um, mm. So even though the consequences of those actions have been really painful, um, 
it has brought me to where I am right now. And, and it's brought me, and the one particular event that I'm thinking about, which I'm not going to mention, has brought me to a level of trusting in God mm. because I have seen him work through the situation so consistently, so tangibly, and in a way that has challenged me to, the, to like far beyond myself and far beyond what I, I was comfortable to, to go into. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, like it, it's had a real humbling effect. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't think I'll change anything. Um, mm. I would just enjoy that season a lot more. Mm. I would allow myself to feel the struggles, to feel the pains, to feel the hurts. Um, and just tell myself not to rush through it, not to try to numb myself to it, not to try to, but to actually just be in that moment. Mm. Um, just let it be knowing that things are going to be okay. Mm. Yeah. How about yourself? Very interesting, because we usually don't go like north and south on things. Like mm. we usually are on a similar, similar trajectory, but that's complete opposite. Um, I think now, especially, and, and along the lines of thinking about what I'm leaving for Zara, what I'm leaving for my daughter, what I'm leaving for whatever, how many other kids we have, um, is wishing, not wishing per se, but I'm, I'm, I'm currently finding the struggle to more be with an understanding that I need to give her myself as example, as template, as platform, mm. and thus not wanting to, um, not wanting to not invest in myself, if that makes sense. And so the martial arts is like, I still want to go hard on that and, and be good at something and be yeah. learning and be striving and, and writing and singing, um, uh, helping out a church and stuff. It's like, I still want to do all of those things if only for her to see and mm -hmm. see that you, you know, you can do those things. But yeah. if I, if I was to be plunged back in, you know, uni days, college days, old me, I think I'll do a lot more. I think I would, I would see it as, um, as a planting stage, um, mm. and, and as a, you know, a, a stage where I don't have to sleep six hours, eight hours, five hours, you know, back in secondary school, there were days I wasn't, there were days where I was just like, oh, you know, I'm not going to sleep. And I wouldn't sleep and I'd be fine the next day. And it was like, because I was younger, it's mm. fine. I didn't need to, you know, and, and yeah, probably, you know, you want to stay healthy, but yeah. you can get away with things. Everyone, yeah. you know, every athlete will say, oh, I'm not training as I was training when I was in a prime of my youth because yeah. the bones were fine, you know? Yeah. And so I, I feel I would have done a lot more. I would have done a lot more in terms of my creativity and sort of going after that and studying and sort of, actually putting my head down to steady mm. um pursuing things taking risk and and uh you know doing all those things that i'm doing now like but then order much more and then with, with, with a view that having got to this point i will be a lot further yeah. than i am now you yeah. know and so that's that's what i would i would change it's i'd recognize in your youth the time you have it's the same time you have as you grow older yeah it's just there's a lot less demanding yeah of that time and that, therefore i would do a lot more of the things i wanted to do mm. um and i guess yeah it, it i guess that's what a lot of people do now it's just what they want to do isn't necessarily productive yeah and i guess i think on my part i i grew up in an environment where i had like practically I raised myself. Um, mm. And so I had the freedom to be like, I want to start, I want to, I want to like read theology books. I just stayed in my room and just read theology the whole day. Mm. Um, I want to do poetry. I just stayed in my room and wrote poetry all day. Like mm. I was able to go hard on things and in things. Um, and I guess as well, my, my, my thought process is thinking, is the trajectory of my life going to remain the same if I go back with the knowledge that I have now and do different things? 
Because if I did go back and I did different things, I may be sitting in a different house with a different wife. Mm. If that makes sense. Interesting. Um, mm. Now, from my vantage point right now, I, I believe that I'm living the best life that I can. Mm. Um, I'm happy with where I am. I'm happy with my wife. I wouldn't change her for the world. Um, and not just because she's sitting behind me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so it's, it's recognizing that altering my past may alter the trajectory of my life. Mm. Um, and so if, if the trajectory of my life was guaranteed to remain the same, even if I was to do things differently, then in terms of like um, taking risks and doing different things like that, then I'd be like, yeah, cool, let's, let's run that. Um, but like taking a risk, like riding on a motorbike without learning how to, and then having a crash, and then oh, I know that I'm, I'm still taking a risk. That's attempted suicide. I'm st- I know that I'm still going to get married. I'm still going to have kids. So let I me mean, just do it. I'll just jump over a plane. Or I'll, mm. I'll rob a bank. Um, but and so and so that's one of the reasons why I was like I wouldn't I wouldn't really change anything. But also, mm. um, yeah, I, I as a parent now, I recognized the the impulse whilst being a child to be a grown-up and i recognized that for the most part all children go through that to varying degrees some children unfortunately are put into positions of uh, being an adult yeah Yeah, they have to um some children are exploited as an adult or whatever even whilst being a child which Mm. which is isn't something that should happen um and so it's it's that's that's where I think my thing would come in where it's like, don't try to rush life. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. the season of life that you're in right now, knowing yeah. that things will pan out um, as you go along. And so enjoy the freedom that you have to write poetry all day. Yeah. Enjoy the freedom that you have to spend five hours in the gym and go home and sleep all day. Um, enjoy the season. Enjoy the season of being able to go to the gym five times a week mm. um, and <laughs> come back home, bang the protein shake. Like, like, like this, this fun memories like that. Like enjoy these seasons yeah. um, because it is a season. And when things change, it doesn't necessarily mean that force yourself to go back there. Just recognize the new season you're in and adjust mm. to that. Mm. Um, mm. So I think that's that's the wisdom that I would kind of give myself. Just be like, enjoy the season. Mm. Don't try to rush it. Just savor it. Um, I wouldn't even say don't do X, don't do Y. I would be like, yo, just enjoy the season. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. I think that because it's when I first came to faith, I remember having this conversation with Nancy. Shout out Nancy. Mm. Um, I think I had it with the cartographers actually while during a writing session. And I was like, I envied those who grew up or were born into Christian households. Because mm. um, I felt as though they had had an extra long time with Jesus. Um, and I'm For the most part, they had an extra long time around Jesus. <laughs> and I'm just here trying to scrimp and scrape to figure stuff out. Mm. Um, and... I think I think it was either I think it was me and Gems or myself and you who had this conversation. Um, I think it was me and Gems speaking. Yeah, it was me and Gems when we went when we went away for a while. We're speaking about um, people who grew up with things. Yes, they have it ingrained in them. So it's like when you first start driving. Yes, it was Gems because when she first started driving, her driving instructor drilled into her that you need to wait until your wing mirror is in line with the halfway mark on the road that you're about to turn into before you turn into it. Because if you turn before Mm -hmm. that, then you're cutting, you're cutting the corner. corner. And her driving instructor like despised 
people who cut corners mm. when they were turning. Mm. And so she despises it and she always lines it up and turns just instinctively. Um, whilst me, fam, I'm Guy Michael Schumacher, I'm trying to cut into different things. Um, and we were talking about how when learning something, we um what you learn initially becomes ingrained and second nature mm-hmm. and trying to unlearn it takes a lot more effort but you almost end up appreciating what you've learned the new thing you've learned all the more mm-hmm. because of how much pressure it, how much yeah how, how much, much harder it was, harder to, get it was to, 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 to get that skill in mm-hmm. and it's it helps me recognize that like with faith, I had so much exposure to Islam, so much exposure to doing my own thing and blah, blah, blah. And I was exposed to something that I am having to relearn a lot of what I have taken in for like 20 years. Mm. And I'm still unlearning that. I'm still going through previous trauma and stuff and unlearning those to learn who I am in Christ. And so who I am in Christ is becoming more and more sweeter Mm. because Mm. of that Mm. and i'm realizing that the grace is still the same god's love is still the same but as jesus says those who have been forgiven much Mm. love much yeah Mm. and and it's like if i had been born into a christian household i may have taken it for granted like Mm. yo like for the most part i've been good like mm-hmm. I, I, I know I knew Jesus like man's hearing from Jesus from the age of five like I got this um but yo like I'm, I'm learning that like I've yo like I've done, I've done stuff obviously I'm not I'm not like Hitler or nothing like that but that's even comparison on, on a human level but it's yeah. like I've done stuff and and yet I am uncovering more and more of God's love for me mm-hmm. and so yeah it, it's it's just helps me realize that there, there's, there is something about allowing yourself, allowing life to unfold and allowing yourself to discover what God has for you as it is mm. unfolding. Um, so that's why I'm like, I wouldn't, I doubt I would change much. Um, and the, the thing for me now in this season of life is trickling these lessons down to my children bite-sized chunks in ways that like they can they can hold on to resonates with them stuff just like self like value self-worth like god's love grace um forgiveness just work and and stuff as, as basic as like the most valuable thing that you can have as a human is relationships Mm. because everything stems from that place your experiences, everything that you can achieve comes from relationships. Yeah. Like even the subjects that you end up falling in love with, it's going to be shaped by those who brought, presented it to you. Mm. But mm. it's like, that's not really explored through society. Mm. People present money, fame, blah, blah, blah. These are the things to <clears throat> aspire to. But it's like, yo, it's, it's relationships it's those around you yeah and and i think that's especially hard now because for the most part now well i say now today that's even by government instruction there's not a lot of people around you we're we're, we're so isolated and um this pandemic might have been a you know a, a unique situation but it's quite quickly becoming the new normal. The new normal. That relationships are mostly had via proxy. They're mostly had via calls or um, video calls, and that's to some extent the the more in, the most intimacy we have with other people. Yeah. Outside of the false sense of relationships that we gain from social media, yeah, where you are following people and and you're not really you're not really friends because you're not really with them. You're not really with the real them at the very least. You're with a curated version of them and you play a small part in the larger number of subscribers or followers that they have. 
which becomes the main goal is to get yeah. more followers as opposed to develop more relationships. I, I think it's especially hard yeah, for this I read, generation. I read a story, I don't know how true it is, but I read the story um, that I found very interesting. There was a woman on Facebook who had a bunch of friends um, and she had commented that, oh, at this time, I'm going to be in this bar. Um, so like, come down, like, let's hang out. Mm. She sat the bar. Only one person came, came in, realized that nobody else was there with her and left. So she was sat at the bar by herself drinking and then she went home depressed because like most of her friendship circles were on Facebook and she'd be like, yo, like, let's meet up now. There could have been whatever amount of reasons, but it's like she, she posted it out to her entire social network. One person turned up and left because there was nobody else there. Now, again, I don't know if this is true. It could be, it could be made up just to prove a point, whatever. But there, there is something of a of a reality in in like say, yeah. the social media stuff that we chase and we idolize isn't it isn't it isn't life. I know that yeah. some people have made like genuine friendships through social media, yeah. um, but some of these stories are few and far apart. Yeah. Um, it's almost like rappers we idolize the 50 cents and stuff without recognizing that for every 50 cent there is like a thousand people who are trying to break into the industry and aren't making it yeah so it's very much like yo if you go to any school I can guarantee you every boy and every boy in that school is trying to make music or is trying to do something and it's just like and I know I say only boys because I'm a boy or all, all the men that was in mind was trying to do the same thing. And I went to all boys schools and stuff. Um, but I'm sure the girls are on the same vibe as well. So it's it's just, yeah, we can't we can't look to the exceptions as the rules. No, 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 because they are exceptions. And they are exceptions. They are. Yeah, the, the vast majority of things is these aren't real relationships. And yeah. these are at the worst relationships of convenience where you serve as a number in the in the statistics yeah. and they get to act a fool for your pleasure and that's sure. it that's the extent sure. of it um i think it's yeah it's it's a very important thing that we have to be mindful of especially with our kids yeah to, to be intentional about no you, it's not just oh i text them or i um, I followed him or I liked his thing. It's, there has to be more. There has yeah. to be more. But I don't think, I don't think human beings were created for that sort of remote relationship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To, for, for that to be the bulk of yeah. our interactions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. The novelty of Facebook initially was that, oh, I'm here in London. I can get back in contact with, you know school friends from ghana yeah and that was good because that's bridging a gap that would otherwise not be crossed but suddenly what was supposed to bring us closer is now replacing yeah the people that are around us and so i'm instead texting on this chain with people from my former school instead of paying attention at the dinner table with my kid and with my wife that's yeah. right here next to me yeah I was like, are you making a better choice there not necessarily yeah so it's it's definitely something to be mindful of um it's 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 as with all things it's got its positives you know people yeah. are making money yeah. all of a sudden yep. you know saying that <laughs> back in the day when they're like oh you're playing game are you going to can you make money from game now yes 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 you can make yes money from yes, game. I can. it's like even clash <laughs> of clans i can make money from clash of clans you know but at the same time i think i think it's it's important to sort of prioritize some of those things and yeah be like no uh, i'm going to their house i'm going to my friend's house i'm going to spend time with my friend in person as opposed to yeah 
the digital stuff is not it's not real yeah and it's it's yeah yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a difficult I, I, nah, it's not difficult but it's it's a it's a hit a, it's a bit of sweet one because as you said there are some positives mm. there are some positives and the intentions behind it and there are ways in which we can consume an interactive social media that remains positive um but as you said when it replaces what it was intended to supplement yeah. it, was, it was almost it was created as a supplement yeah but when it replaces then it becomes problematic so it's, yeah. it's like taking um supplement vitamins yeah as and using that a as a reason diet. that for a proper diet it's just yeah like, yeah you're, yes you're getting the vitamins but you're getting a whole bunch of other things that you shouldn't have as well yeah. um which is the other, other thing is while, while there are advantages i think sometimes we have to we have to weigh out how that how that tallies up against the disadvantages because yeah. what one thing i've noticed recently as well and i've noticed it because i am suffering with it is more and more what i'm noticing is the um the content is getting shorter and shorter and shorter mm. and so it was snapchat stories or whatever and then yeah. instagram stories and now youtube have shorts and stuff yeah. and what i'm noticing is it's shorter and shorter and shorter and so we're getting we're, we're getting a little hit here and then we're looking for another hit and we're looking for another hit as opposed to say back in the day where it was at the shortest maybe a 30 minute long sitcom that you're watching but that's 30 minutes that you have to pay attention and be present and you know go through the highs and lows of it yeah. the exciting and not exciting yeah. of it to get something from it and then you get mm-hmm. that from it in 30 minutes and you're like cool let me head off let me go and do something. I've been sat here for too long. But now you're going 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. And interestingly enough, we're wasting more time yep. looking at that because you're getting lots of lots of lots of lots of smaller hits as opposed yep. to the one bigger yep. hit. And that's the that's the that's the philosophy behind intermittent fasting, is when you have so many different spikes in insulin, mm. you're less likely to lose weight because you're just always on this roller coaster but if mm. you space it out a little bit more you become more sensitive and the one spike you do have is all the more gratifying but then you give your body enough time to deal with stuff yeah with with, with it and deal with the effects of it and that's why because a more healthier way of eating so it's it's very interesting that the 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 content because all of these companies are actively trying to make their products more addictive yeah yeah, and, and it's, it's fascinating you say that because bless you, um, bless you. She always sneezes and twos, free uh, <laughs> now. Bless you. Um, there, there is actual um, science. Well, uh, I say science, but there's a natural methodology mm. for YouTube video editing. Mm. Because it's short form, because it, it's, it is to deliver that hit of entertainment constantly, there isn't, there is much less room for like building dramatic tension for mm. doing these things. So it's literally just like punchline. It's like set up punchline, set up punchline, set up yeah. punchline, rather than like, like allowing things to fester, allowing things to kind of develop. Nah, YouTube is just set up punchline and it's just quick successions. Um, and so with most of the editing on YouTube, even on long form content, unless it's like even with people having conversations and stuff, they literally just like only the juiciest bits, trying to pull all of these things out, having these again shorts have come from it, and it's just it's literally just it's like having a sugar rush every five seconds. Yeah. I was literally thinking of like a concentrated drinks. You can't, you can't just have the concentrate. You have to dilute it. You have to, yeah. you know, it, it, it's not healthy on its own. We're just a shot of, yeah. you know, it has to be spread out. It has to be diluted somewhat. 
I think it's yeah, it's, it's 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 actually really bad. Like more and more, I'm seeing YouTube, especially shorts. I'm seeing it a lot more like the bottomless pit because you're like, oh, that's funny. Then you swipe up, and oh, that's funny, and then I swipe up. And because most of the time, like, I came up with a rule that I'm only going to watch non well. The, the wording shall remain clean, but I was like, I'm only going to watch crap when I'm making crap. And so it's either when I'm in the toilet or when I'm eating mm. is when I'm watching random stuff. But when I go to the bathroom, I, I take my phone in there with me. It's so much longer just because, it's like, yeah. oh, that's funny. And I swipe up. And, oh, that's interesting. And I swipe up. And then before I realize it, 20 minutes have gone by on something that should have just been in there for like five minutes or so. Yeah. And that's wasting so much more time yeah. than I wouldn't go in there and ever say I'm going to watch an episode of New Girl or The Office. I would never do that because that's 25 minutes. Yeah. I'm consciously like, I can't go and waste 25 minutes in there. But when it's 25 minutes spread over 30 seconds. Fam. And the worst part is like, you swipe up for mm. so much, like 30 seconds worth of 25 minutes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. And but it, it's 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 the reality right now, um, yeah. and it is trying to navigate it, um, and it, even especially for the next generation, my kids mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm I'm really thinking how do I? It's it's almost like how do we um, manage their sugar levels as mm-hmm. they grow up to ensure that they they are being exposed to appropriate amount so it's the same way not every parent is like this but i don't give my kids fizzy drinks mm. um firstly i know leia if she has a fizzy drink it's a wrap like her energy levels are just mad like one time she took a sip a sip and i saw her eyes widen as soon as she tasted it i was like no nah, this is not happening again um but then we moved it on to diluting lemon water with 7-Up. So she's feeling a bit of the fizz and a bit of the sugar and stuff, but it's it's in a, it's diluted. Or buying her um, sparkling lemon water as an alternative. Um, but yeah, it's, it's granting her an appropriate amount of something and then almost giving her the tools to be able to self-regulate. Um, as opposed to just being like, here's a phone, here's the internet, enjoy. Yeah. 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 I also think in part, a lot of these things have, so I'm speaking a lot in generalisms, but when we talk about stuff like 7-Up, when we talk about stuff like sweet drinks, and I'm, I'm extending it to fast food and stuff, a lot of the marketing has strategically placed those things as, treats or as fun little meals and stuff and it's like you would never happy meal (laughs) you'd never you'd never willingly take something that you know is going to close up your arteries you know that this is poison you never willingly put that in your body and say you are treating yourself you would recognize that you're suicidal and go and get help (laughs) and yet we because we we've phrased it like that and that's something that actively i'm trying to do with anita is not not phrase a mcdonald's as a treat and mcdonald's is like a last resort like i'm Mm. dying of hunger right now i need something fast okay i'm gonna pass by mcdonald's it's the last thing i I should want to eat yeah because i'm in a bad position but it should never be or at least that's what that's what we're, we're thinking now it should never be this is a treat for you because then you start to put it like that. And eventually when you have more, more um, agency over your own actions, then what's to stop you from treating yourself yeah. all the time? Treating yourself to a double, double quarter pounder with a Big Mac yeah. and nine nuggets and a Happy Meal. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, with social media and with some of the content that's so readily available is it's we're, we're treating we're not really looking at the effects that it has on us but then i say that and just earlier on i was thinking knowing that something is bad for you doesn't make it any easier to not do that thing box. like smokers literally they've literally written it on the box this is bad for you and they'll, it's it's ridiculous like i feel like it's such an insult that they were like 
it, it's like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. We could even tell them we're killing them and they'll still bite. And it's true. Yeah. And it's true. And it's like, it's, yeah. And, and I think that's where, for me, I, I guess it comes down to grace and it comes down to yeah. God really being able to teach us how to teach them. But then also praying that God just gives them self-control, which is a gift yeah. of the spirit. Yeah. On the, on the smoking note, yeah. Hmm. When I used to work in Sainsbury's, when they first introduced the images mm. of like cancer and like missing teeth and yeah. um, <laughs> erectile dysfunction and stuff, which is mad. Um, so I was I was I was in the kiosk, and someone with a cigarette, so I gave it to them, and they were like, "Now nah, can I get another one? I don't like that picture." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like "What?" It's the same thing. <laughs> what kind of ignorance is blesses i don't want to take this out to remind myself of what i'm doing yeah yeah you're right um there's only so much we can do um there's there's an onus on them um i was speaking to jamila's auntie and i was talking to her about just inheritance and wanting to do these things and she's like like yeah like you can you can put in all the work and you can train them and teach them but the reality is once you're dead you're dead Mm. Mm. it's like they're gonna do whatever they want to do with it Mm. Um, and i'm like you know what that's actually very true Mm. i'm here trying to ensure that my kids are able to be which is which is good but then there's the reality of like you're still gonna do what you're gonna do Mm. i guess it comes down to finding the balance isn't it yeah, because as a parent, I think we're supposed to do that. We we, we have to we have to try and then elevate them and give yeah. them a, a leg up. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, that's that's what a lot of Western society understood. Which I think I think Africans we understood that as well. It's just when we came here, we kept thinking home is back in Africa. Yeah, despite our kids who home is right here mm-hmm. and so we're thinking where where you know our parents parents were building back home yeah because that's where they were going to go mm-hmm. and we're here and yet and, and i guess that's what westerners were doing as well is um this is my home i'm gonna buy this house yeah. i'm gonna give it to my kid or then i'm gonna sell it and then pay for my kids deposit and and stuff and and it's like that's what we're supposed to do as parents is set them up yeah. but i think and as much as we provide that, it's also it's also just as much on us to give them what they need so that once we set them up, they're able to make use of it. Yeah. But as you said, uh, at the end of all of that is recognizing that they're going to do what they're going to do. So all you can yeah. do is do your best for them. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. Hope they up. make the right choice. I mean, I guess we see that as well with, with how God treats us is with israel he you know he's like yo life and death choose life and this is another prophet to come and tell you guys don't don't set up their shira pose don't sell your kids or kill your kids for this idol don't do it don't do it don't do it at the end of the day they're going to do what they're going to do and then it's going to give them hundreds of years in babylon wow it's it's so wild is so wild like after solomon when the nation split in two Mm. israel did not have one king that served the lord judah had had a couple had Mm. a couple Mm. Mm. but israel did not even have a single king that served the lord yes to the point where they got exiled before Judah. God was like, you know what? Just, just leave my face. Just leave my door mouth. It's, yo. But yet there was grace to be like, come back. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think that's a sufficiently depressing place to, uh, <laughs> to, to wind up. Um, yeah 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 i think just just in conclusion my prayer is that we all become 
my prayer is that everyone, all Christians are good enough Christians to be good people and good parents. Yeah. And I think that's just down to grace and to our willingness to obey. So that's the prayer. That's, that's, that's maybe a high point, I guess, too. So yeah, it's not too depressing. And I think um, a summarized answer to the question in terms of um, things being different now than they were before. and like how my like familyhood and stuff has impacted my time now. Mm. I think all of this growth for me has one thing that I'm realizing now is I'm becoming a lot more sensitive to the reality, the reality of seasonality. Mm. Things mm. changing and being able and being mm. comfortable to be like, all right, the season has changed. What do you think's look like now? Mm. As opposed to trying to force new seasons to look like old seasons and do things that I used to do before and now not realizing that yeah, like, oh, I'm like 10 years old I can't do that um <laughs> but also um a sense of focus mm. it's almost like a sense of a cutting away of the fat mm. to be like realistically this is all I can attend to and so I'm just gonna pour all of my efforts here um so yeah the the one thing that this season of life is shaped or is shaping within me by the grace of god is a deeper appreciation for seasonality mm-hmm. and um a cutting away of all the all the fat a removal of the fluff and just a, an emphasis on like yeah purpose and what it is that i need to focus on and then me channeling my energies there recognizing that I don't I don't have all the time in the world I don't have like yeah cool cool let's uh let's round up there um hookups 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 do you want to go first yeah I'll I'll, I'll do this my hookup I guess it's double check if this album is explicit I don't think it has no, it doesn't. It doesn't have one explicit song on it. That's interesting. Who's that one? That's very interesting. Kanye West, Donda. Oh, gosh, no. Oh, um, please, no. <laughs> Kanye West, Donda. It doesn't have one explicit song on it. But it's got 27 songs. <laughs> it comes like a mixtape. It's an 27. hour and 20, it's an hour 48 minutes long and he, apparently he said that there were more songs that he wanted to put onto it but his record label pushed it out without him um, without him like having put the final touches that he wanted onto it but it's it's a vibe it's a vibe it's a good little vibe there are a couple lines that I heard and I was like oh sick like, how's one guy gonna say I was walking on water so I threw my sins over the deep end. I'm like, hey, hey I, I, see what, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> so yeah, Kanye West, Dunder. Oh, I would cool. do a Jake thing, but nah, Kanye West. I'll edit it out. No. <laughs> um, my, my hookup is a, um, it's a musical. Um, well, one that I really like by Lin Manuel Miranda is one of his early ones. It's a super short one. I just think it's really, it's really nicely done. It's called Twenty One Chump Street, um, okay. and it's I think it's like seven songs, eight songs. It's like a super short, nice play. Um, it tells the story of an undercover police detective and her work in a school. Um, it's quite mm. interesting. But again, it's like hip hop opera, you know, it, it's hip hoppy, um, really great singing, really great songs. And I think a really good story as well. Um, I think it's a true story, actually. Um, but yeah, 21 Chomp Street. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on Spotify. I don't think, I don't know if anyone's performing. It's definitely not in theaters here, but you can watch it in uh, on YouTube or you can listen to it on Spotify. Which is how I listened to it initially, and it's just it's just okay. dope. It's just a nice little. Sorry. 
I said, okay. Yeah, it's just a nice little fun, you know, thing I listen to every now and then. So yeah, check it out. 21 Chump Street by Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm going to slide in. I'm going to slide in with the next one. Hey. Just to counteract Donda. Um, so I'm, t- I'm, taking, I'm taking Robert's hook up. Yeah. Um, this one is a lo-fi album. Okay. By, I think it's a person. It might be a group. There's two people in the picture. Might be a group called Handbook. Okay. Um, and the album is called Haiku. Mm. Even the title alone is dope. The title alone is dope. This Haiku. may have come up on one of my like chill hop playlists on Spotify. Because um, that, that sounds familiar. Really, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Haiku, hand, uh, handbook artist name, mm. album name, Haiku. Cool. Um, it's got seven, seven songs, 20 minutes long. Mm. Sick. Sick. Cool. Cool. All right, send those send those links to me. We'll link yes, down in the description. Um, yo, if you listen to the podcast and you're here now, thank you, thank you for listening. Thanks. You guys are you guys are dope. Um, and in the vein of saying thank you, thank you to Rude for the intro and outro music. Check him out as well. Love um lo-fi artist. Um, he's dope. Check him out. SoundCloud on and everything. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. shout out to Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Um, you can find us everywhere you get your podcast. Or you can find us on SoundCloud, is where we are hosted. SoundCloud.com slash the Blacksmith Friends without an apostrophe. But in all of your other um podcatchers on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, sorry, not music, um, wherever. Just search for the Blacksmith Furnace. You will find it. The Blacksmith Furnace by presented by the ordinary amazing. You'll find it there. Um, you can contact us on Twitter at the Furnace UK. Even though I haven't been on fit on Twitter for a while, but um, I don't even know if anyone sent us anything on that. I will there. get an email if anything comes through, so feel free. Um, you can email us at the Furnace, a uh, TBS Furnace at hotmail.co.uk, I believe. Um, again, I check the email, so I will see stuff if that comes through. Um, and I believe we're on Instagram as well. Yes, sir. Instagram. TBS Furnace, I believe. TBS Furnace. You'll see some lots of dope arts by um, by Mo for our um, hookups and and uh, and uh, sorry not stories. So check us out. Yes, um, sir. Outside of that, I think that will be the Furnace signing out. Yeah. You're wearing the Ryu shirt. How could you not do Hadouken? Gosh. Do you know, I was waiting for you to do Blau so I could do Hadouken. But I never do Blau because I, I think... But the thing is, it's like Hadouken needs to come after Blau. The thing is, I, I don't... I wouldn't use a gun that did Blau. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> appropriate would be slash, slash. This doesn't <laughs> sound as <laughs> Straight attack. Hey, let me, let me stop this thing. Oh, <laughs>